Welcome to Lonely Town of Killers Podcast with Derek and Jimmy. Confessions of a King. Bling! <laughs> My voice just... <laughs> Welcome to today's show. We're going to be talking about Bling, our next song on Samstown. And this is one that I wasn't really going to... wasn't really planning to talk about. But as I looked more into it, just like all the others, there were some things I wanted to share. And one of the reasons I wanted to, to talk about this one is because I see a lot of connections between this one and This River is Wild, which we're going to talk about for sure, because Brennan has straight up said that one's about Nephi. <laughs> so while this one's not so much about Nephi, there's a lot of connections to the song that is about Nephi. Yeah, I was kind of surprised when you wanted to do this song. Every time I see it, you know, listed or whatever, it doesn't click with me what song it is. And then I'll listen to it. I like the song, but uh, I see the bling and confessions of the king or whatever. Yeah. And I always think like the man. I think it's going to be one of those type. <laughs> like when you think bling, you think. The bling king. The bling bling. You know, you think diamond jewelry and this totally uh, different persona, almost this Vegas image of glitz and lights and stuff. And then you hear the song and it's like, that's not, that's not what I'm getting from the song. But yeah, it's a good song. I just, just was kind of surprised when, when you threw it out there and, uh. It's going to be a fun one to tackle. Diamonds on black velvet, you say. Maybe that one will be more about uh, a more <laughs> slot technician, Jimmy. <laughs> so I love the song. I think it's my, this river as well is my favorite killer song, period. And also on Samstown, obviously. But uh, this is my second favorite. And, you know, like most songs, I don't usually look that much into the lyrics. But when I started uh, preparing to talk about this river is wild and then looked more at this song and because as I, as I read through This River is Wild, it brought up lyrics from Bling that I wanted to compare with. And the more I looked at it, the more I thought we, we need to talk about this one on its own first. So um, let me share what Brandon said about it, because that's always good, good place to typically start. a good place to start when we're going to pretend we know what it's about. So on this one, he said, this was kicking around for a long time. And then at the last minute, we added some acoustic guitars and it really made it feel like the desert, which all ties right into the album. It's like Talking Heads and Johnny Cash. I guess it's like a medal for my father. It's glorifying the person who does a great job raising his kids, just going to work every day. A lot of people in bands write about the working stiffs. I wanted to make something that was the opposite, because that's what my family is, and I'm proud of it. My dad is 64 years old. He raised six kids, and now he's got 20 grandkids, and I guess that's what the ending of this song is about. When you see him playing with his grandkids, he's a happy man. So, reading that, told me helped me a lot decipher the ending of the song but then i had to kind of work backwards from that and figure out how how the rest of the song is a tribute (laughs) to his dad and i think as i look at it it's more of just a story of of what he had to go through we know that dustland fairy tale is about his parents and when that came out he talked a lot about his parents and and what they went through and their backstory and I feel a little bit weird talking about his parents because I don't know them. You know, <laughs> here we are talking about these people we don't know. They're just, you know, they just happen to have a famous son. <laughs> but um, Brandon's talked about him and the song's about him. So we're going to talk about him. But there's another quote from Brandon about his dad that I think is important to know when we talk about this song. It says, my dad converted to Mormonism when I was six and he smoked and drank. His dad was an alcoholic and his dad's dad was an alcoholic. And I saw him turn his life around. It had a big impact on me, so as I got older and was coming of age, I came to the same realization of, I don't know if I want that in my fridge, and I don't know if I want that stuff around. My dad became a better person when he stopped doing all that stuff, so it was a big lesson for me. So when I when I read through this song, 
I, I hear a couple different voices or perceive <laughs> I don't hear voices. <laughs> I hear voices in my head and they tell me things. It seems like there's a couple different voices when it says I throughout the song. It it seems it seems to be coming from a couple different perspectives. And it could be that the perspective of the person is changing or it could be like a conversation back and forth. And that that's how I take it. So I think it starts out as the way I take it is God saying when I offer you survival, you say it's hard enough to live. It's not so bad. It's not so bad. I think that's, you know, God saying, I want to, I want to help you. And I can get you out of this. You're not in a place that's hard enough for me to reach, you know, that you're not too deep for my, my power to help you. And then says, how do you, how do you know that you're right? And then it goes into the other perspective, which I think is from his dad's perspective. It says, I, w- I woke on the roadside in the land of the free ride. I can't pull it any longer. The sun's beating down my neck. So this is a person who's down on their luck. They're at a really low point. And guess who comes along? Why don't you tell us all, Jimmy? The devil. Ah, dun, dun. Sorry, that was way too loud. The devil. <laughs> the devil comes along. So I ran with the devil, left a trail of excuses. Like a stone on the water, the elements decide my fate. So I like this part because it says where he talks about the devil and the water, because nice. this river is water. Not that's this, a theme throughout a lot of yeah. uh, a lot of the killer songs lately. The, de- the devil's water ain't so sweet. And uh, so I I read someone else's take on this song as this being kind of uh, similar to to Christ being tempted when he was fasting for forty days in the wilderness, and you know you you get that desert scene you get the the devil <laughs> running around with you tempting you and like a stone on the water you can't you can decide your choices but you can't decide the consequences and like he says the elements decide my fate but then it goes back to the first voice says when i offer you survival we say it's hard enough to live don't tell me that it's over stand up it's like get off you know the roadside <laughs> the sun's beating down your neck come into the shade <laughs> And it says, poor and tired, but more than this, there's, you know, this doesn't have to be the way it is. This doesn't have to be the way it was. (laughs) So then it goes back to the guy's perspective. I feel my vision slipping in and out of focus, but I'm pushing on for that horizon. So he sounds like he's trying to get out of this. He's trying to to make progress. I'm pushing on. Now I've got the blowing wind against my face. So he's, he's fighting against, you know, he's walking into the wind (laughs) and uh, slinging rocks, rocks of the riptide and, you're not going to have any ripples in the, in the <laughs> riptide. It's like, you know, it feels like you're fighting against something that has way more power than you. Am I am, am I wrong or am I right? I hit the bottom with a hook. Oh, quite strange. Anyway, I don't want to just read the whole lyrics, but I've already, I'm already out almost way through the song. I think, I think keep going. But it brings up the water again when he, when he brings up the riptide. He says, am I wrong or am I right? I hit the bottom with a hook. Oh, quite strange. I get my glory in the desert rain. Watch it go. So he's hit this rock bottom. He's working his way out of it because he's been offered a lifeline. And it ends with the best part of the song. We start singing higher and higher. We're going to make it down to the wire, out of the fire. So I guess the main imagery I want to point to is the water, the fire, and the devil <laughs> that I think all flow in or and, and all make appearances in This River is Wild. And then it ends, like he said, the end is a tribute to his dad and what he's you know, the time he now gets to enjoy with his, his family and his grandkids, it ain't hard to hold when it shines like gold, you'll remember me. So the way this started and the way it ends, you know, it's completely different. And it shows just the juxtaposition between his dad's fight with alcohol and finding spirituality. And I think what we'll find in This River is Wild is 
it's more of a Brandon's perspective of this battle between fame and spirituality, or it's also getting out of Nephi, but <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, I think uh, I think you make some good points. This is definitely a lot more uh, Nevada or Vegas-ish, or what we we find the Nephi and things. I think this one uh, points a lot to Nevada, the desert. Um, when you're talking about, I mean, even getting up from a fight, it takes me back to kind of that uh, Douglas and Tyson when somebody gets knocked down. You know, it's that fight: are you going to stay down or get up? And Vegas is. Well known for hosting uh, back in the day a lot of big boxing matches. Now it's more kind of UFC and MMA, but it's kind of got that. You got the desert rain, and then you just got this this guy battling uh, his demons. And uh, we don't ever want to come off like way preachy or, or religious or anything like that, but we do have a point of view that we see that maybe not the average uh, victim killer's fan sees. And I think it would be a disservice if we didn't at least. Uh, mention or, or bring it into context with some of these songs where we're seeing it from. Um, we're not trying to convert or tell anyone they have to live a certain way. I know there's been some hard feelings on online lately uh, with Brandon doing some some things with the church and, and different things, which everyone can Sorry. feel and, and uh, believe whatever you want. Uh, we're not trying to tell you how to live your life. But, but in context, you have to take into account how these songs are being uh, put together, what the subject is. And that has to do with religion. I mean, that's that's obviously an important thing in Brandon's life. So for us just to dance around it and, and do that kind of thing wouldn't be fair to that. I, I think it's uh, kind of that uh, chain of alcoholism, too, that he was talking about. His, his father drank, his great-grandfather, his father's father, so on and so forth, were alcoholics, I think he called it. Uh, I can relate with that a little bit. My uh, My grandfather's dad was an alcoholic, and... And stuff like that. So there's there's a point in your own personal life where you have to decide if that's something you're gonna risk or or not. And uh, the way that Brandon's dad got out of that is by finding religion, um, whether that was the Mormon religion or any other kind of religion. It happened to be the Mormon church that he found. Like that's what it was. Don't get mad at us about it. You <laughs> <laughs> can write you can write a Reddit post all about it. But uh, whether you like it or not, that's the church that they found. That's the church they belong to, and and that seems to have been, turned his life around. Where he turned his life around and found found his his glory after he went through this all. I mean, when you say he had twenty grandkids back when this was uh, put together, we know Brandon was the youngest, so he's obviously added to those numbers. Um, one one thing you say is we we don't know uh, we didn't really know Brandon's parents, and uh, we have got to know his dad quite a bit through some of these songs. Though uh, I do have a memory of of his dad in the hearse uh, going up to the golf course or different things. And uh, from what I've read and, and heard with Brandon, his dad's kind of a character. Uh, we had uh, that, it wasn't a private show, but that New York City uh, concert that Brandon did for the Senator, Arts Foundation. Senator for Letter Day Arts, yeah. And he said in there, um, some something to the effect, it's not a direct quote, but he said, they said something to the effect of, I'm as big of a mystery to my dad as he is to me, something of those lines. And it just kind of made me, me laugh because I think that's a lot with, with uh, fathers and sons a lot of the time is, you know, you, you don't you don't get them, but you want their success and vice versa. Like, sometimes it's just weird. And um, But we know his dad would come pick him up from the golf course and drive him around and do things with him. We know his dad was getting up early in the morning, going out to work. Uh, there's probably a reason we didn't see him a lot is because the man was waking up at 4 a.m. to drive up and, and work at the grocery stores and, and things like that. You come home, you got 20 grandkids, you got all this stuff going on in your life. 
you're tired. I mean, you know, so uh, I'm guessing uh, the work ethic, we've talked about that plenty of times, the blue collar stuff that Brandon tries to uh, incorporate in the song. Um, I think this is probably one of the first songs that we've had that kind of was directed with his father, maybe not family, but I think it's a good baseline for, for where we end up with Pressure Machine. Um, you know, just still talking about the man and his journey. So I, I don't know where I'm going with all this, but I think it's uh, I think it's fair to touch on the religious part because it does uh, bear a pretty big, it's a big version of the story. It's a big, it's a big change. And that's what the song's all about is a guy changing his life. He, he's tempted and, and he's fighting on it. And by the end of the story, uh, like Jimmy's told us, it, it, I mean, it's back to another tattoo. I mean, I've seen the tattoo plenty of times of uh, when it shines like gold, it's not hard to hold or, or some version of it's not hard to hold when it shines like gold, you'll remember me. Right. So, uh, and, uh, it goes back also to Pressure Machine when he thinks of uh, those times in his life where he sees his, his mom and his dad in the prime of their life. Um, and we were always happy that was about Nephi and, and there in town. But also, uh, it's got to be something like this when you see your your grandpa playing with the grandkids, you know, and, and he went from being this um, guy running with the devil, whatever's going on, to now he's, you know, wrestling around with the grandkids or whatever they're doing. You know that that's got to make your that makes your heart happy, and I think that's kind of the point of the song is uh, it doesn't matter what you're doing in your life, you can make that turn, you can make that change, and in the prime of your life, people will look back and and you'll have memories of your family, and you know if you have that many grandkids and stuff, you're going to leave some impressions, and and so to be able to see your your interactions uh, with probably more of his his uh, nieces and nephews yeah. with with his dad to what later would be his own kids and stuff has got to be. Pretty rewarding, and I think it's uh, I think it's a fair point to to talk about. Yeah, I think, like you said, this is the first of many songs that reference his dad and his parents between Bling and Dustland Fairy Tale and Quiet Town and the Getting By. <laughs> There's, you know, it's definitely a theme that that he brings up because it's part of his a big part of his experience is his family. But just one more thing on the. The fire and water. I think it's interesting. The just to think about, you know, his, his father's conversion story. I don't know if he got baptized at this point or if he was already a member of the church. But you know, Christ explains water, or sorry, he explains baptism. There's a baptism of water and a fire, and then also the fact that you know certain strengths of alcohol, at least, are considered or called fire. Fire water is a as a, a phrase. Fire water is a, a nickname for for that. But anyway, just. There's a lot of symbolism in his lyrics, if you look, and that's what we're doing as <laughs> we're looking and we're we're finding a lot. Other people will see it differently, but... Yeah, and we're not trying to come down and say, if you drink alcohol, you're right. going to hell or anything like that. It's just symbolic in the song, and that's where the things were coming from. So I, I don't want people taking this out of context or, or, I don't know, I always get nervous when we talk yeah. religion, so... Yeah, and I think the point Brandon was making in the quote I read was that he was talking about a point in his life where he was just having to decide whether he wanted to keep drinking or not. And he knew his family history and how his dad had broken that chain and he didn't want alcohol controlling his life. And he knew that he had it in his, he knew he had it in his genes. So he decided that he, he wasn't going to take that route anymore. So I guess that's, yeah, we're not trying to tell anybody what to do, but 
or judge anybody, but this is this that's what the song's about. Yeah, so we're just yeah, try to break down a song and uh we could talk about desert rain and how much precipitation they get out in the Moapa Valley, or we could talk about uh the lyrics and, and what they mean to, to us and what we've researched. So but yeah, I think uh I think it starts uh kinda like Jimmy said, there's a trend of Brandon kinda writing these songs about uh his parents and family. I think it shows what's important to him. Uh during this time he's trying to figure out where he fits with with the religion, with drinking, with his family, with himself. So uh, there's a lot of puzzle pieces trying to come together, and you know uh, he's he's put it down here in music so that we can all enjoy. And and I think Jimmy did a, a excellent point of breaking down the lyrics from two different perspectives there, as far as uh, you know, one being the voice of God and one being the the person trying to decide if if they're gonna go down that road or not, or if they've had you know I, I just the way the way you went down that with the two different perspectives I. I really like that. It brought some different things to, to my mind that I hadn't thought of before. So, Well, the other thing that we'll get to on a future album that I'll, I'll just bring up here because it mentions his dad, but I don't know if it's really about his dad. And it's on The Calling. He says, I walked into town with a message for my old man. <laughs> I got the last two chapters of Matthew in my hand. So again, his dad comes up in the context of religion. So anyway, we'll, we'll get to that in a future album. But uh, I just wanted this to be kind of a, to, to cover the song and have it be a baseline for our next episode, which is going to be about the best song in the history of the killers. This river is wild. Stay subscribed, folks. It's coming. <sighs> See you next week if you can wait that long. That's another episode down from Lonely Town. <laughs>